0: Let's go to the Lord, and as I pray, you lift these things uh, as well to the Lord, and uh, give Him praise. Father, this morning, uh, what a joy it is just to come together uh, to sing praises to you and to worship you, and Lord, we do worship you this morning, because you are worthy of our worship. Mm -hmm. Lift the name of Jesus on high because He is above every name. And so, Father, I just uh, pray this Christmas season when we um, just remember the birth of our, of our Lord and the humility of uh, God Himself coming to this earth and being born in a, in a, a lowly manger attended by shepherds and animals. Lord, we're just overwhelmed at such unconditional love. And yet, Lord, we have trouble even loving those who love us. And yet you came into a world where mankind had forsaken you and turned their back on you. And Lord, you came anyway. You died on the cross for our sins and you could have called 10,000 angels to to come rescue you and you did not. Lord, just help us to be amazed at such love. Lord, this morning, so stir our hearts, oh Lord. Stir our hearts that we might be... uh, uh, better servants of you, that we would uh, grow in the grace and knowledge of, of our wonderful Lord, and that we would not sin against you in thought, word, and deed. And so, Lord, we need you. We need you every day. Help us to call upon you every day. for Lord, we do lift up these requests, as you know all of our needs, and, and for men and this management, uh, management change that's going to be going on, and for his job situation, and and just uh, give him wisdom and, and as to what to do in the in the future. And Lord, continue to supply his needs. And and uh, Lord, we would we would also uh, <clears throat> pray for Andrew and Morgan, and and as they're going through this divorce. And Lord, I I, I would pray. And it seems impossible, but you're the God of the impossible. I to bring them back together. And I well, just, uh, uh, these precious boys, Lord, we can be so, so selfish, and it's all about me, and so Lord, uh, I restore this marriage, and uh, Lord, we continue to lift up Shirley Hudson to you, and. Uh, just give her peace that passes all understanding, and at at the loss of Henry, and she travels back to Foley on Tuesday. And Lord help us to uh, to do what we can to send her a card and and uh, show her our love for her and her loss, and and for the Butlers for Charles and Janice and and uh, be with their situation, and supply them with new jobs and a place to live. And all these needs, Lord, we bring before you. And for Sam and Josh in the military, and watch over them, protect them, protect Sam in Germany, and for Josh, as he has much to do in preparing, and even for safe travel on Monday. And, uh, Lord, we, we lift up... Uh, the Ingalls family as well. Um, Lord, uh, I don't even know how to pray for something like that that's so horrible, but I, I know, Lord, there's a loss. There's, a, there's probably guilt going on. There's all sorts of things that are going on, but, Lord, I pray that you would fill that need, that they would call upon you and uh, their loss of Rocky. So, Lord, we... We just uh, bring our hearts to you, bring our needs to you, Lord, because there are many. But I'm thankful that we can come to a God who who really cares uh, uh, for us, that we can cast all our cares upon you because you really do care for us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning from your word, uh, that we would rest in your uh completed word towards us, that, that we have the revelation that you have for us, that we would find joy uh, in our salvation and peace that passes all understanding as we just contemplate the birth of Christ in his precious name, amen, amen. <clears throat> if you have your uh, Bibles, open them to... Uh, Luke chapter 2 and the scripture has already been read this morning Um, thanks to Ben and again in this a a wonderful passage I just love just to hear it read at at Christmas time and uh, let me just ask you a question and and it's been brought out already this morning is is Christ real in your life Uh, not you know that you talk about him and uh, recognize Him, but is He really real to you? Does, uh, uh, that's something that uh, I want to talk about. God being real, because God is real. Amen. He is active. He is working in us, both to willing to do of His good pleasure, if we'll just let Him. If we'll just invite Him to come in and, and, uh, and meet the needs that we have. and He is to be known and, and worshiped. And our focus should be on Him. Because, by the way, He created all things. He sustains all things. And it's all about Him. Do I not say that all the time? Probably ad nauseum maybe sometimes, but it's, it's so true. Colossians 1.16, For by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers, or authorities. All things have been created through Him, and what? For Him. For him. It's all about Him. Amen. Yet we are become so focused, and so self-centered, and all about self. And it's about Him. It's about Him. And uh, yeah, we need to... Uh, have our lives to be more about him. I want to have special emphasis this morning on verses 11 and 14. And uh, because there's so much here it would be impossible to go through this whole passage. But this morning I want to deal with uh, uh, verses 11 and 14 and in particular. In verse 11 it says, For today in the city of David there were has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We find here in this in this passage that this happened on a real day, because we're talking about things that are real. Uh, a real day, a real event in history, a day, a day planned from all eternity. It was not a day before or a day after that it was supposed to occur. But it was in God's perfect timetable. Do you realize that? That God has a plan and he's carrying it out? I hope you do. I hope you don't think that uh, everything is in chaos and God is up there uh, 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 drinking Maylocks, as Dad used to say. Hoping everything's going to turn out all right. Because that is not our God. No, our God uh, has a perfect uh, uh, appointed day for this particular day. Now, uh, this is not some mythological story. Galatians 4, 4 says that, but when the fullness of the time came, not a day before, not a day after, God sent forth His Son, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. So what is He saying here? God sent Himself. I don't understand that. Uh, it's too deep for me to, to comprehend that, but that's what he sent his son, his only begotten son, the son of God. And uh, born of a woman, born under the law. And uh, it's a day when Caesar Augustus was emperor of Rome. And Quirinius was governor of Syria. Syria, a real place. A lot of turmoil going on today. In Syria, in Syria, but we know what? One day there's going to be peace on earth. When Jesus comes back, that'll be a peaceful place, but not until then. Not only a real day in history, but a real city, it says, in the city of David. This is not Never Never Land, uh, this is not Oz, this is not Mordor, uh, uh, but this is Bethlehem. And thank God uh, that uh, the scriptures are perfectly fulfilled when Christ came. Uh, you can go to Bethlehem today. It's six miles outside of Jerusalem, Bethlehem. There it is. It's not a fictitious mythological story, a real place, a city. A city where Jesse, the father of King David, lived, a city, Micah prophesied it about what? 750 years before Jesus was born. Now, that's pretty impressive. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one, who Jesus will go forth for me to be ruler in Jerusalem, his going forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Even Micah said he would be born in Bethlehem. Not only that, we find that... Uh, uh, Mary and Joseph lived where? In Nazareth. So how in the world was he going to be born in Bethlehem when they were living in Nazareth? Well, in God's perfect plan, a census was taken. And lo and behold, they went to Bethlehem. And that was to fulfill uh, this prophecy. God in the midst of all the details, you see. And he just raised up this man, Quirinius, uh, to do this. And uh, uh, so God's in charge of what's going on. There's no accident. No accident. I want you to know we have a big God. Hallelujah. I don't know if you figured that out yet, but we have a big God. He is so big that think the biggest thought that you can think about God, Still not, big enough. not big enough. That's how big our God is. Who is in control of all the things? Not only that, we have a real Savior in verse 11. Me? Need a Savior? I'm a good guy. I mean, you know me. I need a Savior. Yes, we need a Savior. Why? Because we're sinners. We're sinners. What did the angel say to Joseph? She will bear a son. Notice, capitalized. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he will what? Save his people from their sins. Yep, you're a sinner. That's why you need a savior. It's just simple as that. This is not uh, rocket science. It's just plain truth. We have sinned against a thrice holy God. That's how, that's how serious this is. We have offended God. Now, if I went up to Lad and just slugged him in the nose and broke his nose and Barbara jumped up and said, Sid, I forgive you. Lad would say, wait a minute. I'm the one that's been offended here. You see. No. God Himself we have offended we go to God Himself. God loved us so much that He sent Himself. Why? Because He was the one offended. Yeah. Just—it's just incredible. I want this just to uh, really uh, uh, sink in this morning, and that we might uh, just let this uh, be part of us and, and uh, change us. As we just focus on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in the Greek, means Yahweh is salvation. Only God can forgive sins against Himself. Barbara can't, you know, because God is the one who is offended. So God sent the eternal Son of God into the world. Why? Because He is God. He sent Himself. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but I got that from someone, and I thought, boy, that really hits home. Jesus said in Matthew 9, 6, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Well, wait a minute. Who has authority to forgive sins? God. What was Jesus saying? He's God. Exactly what he's saying. Then he said, uh, get up uh, to the paralytic. God manifested in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 By common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated in the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed through all the nations, believed uh, on in the world, taken up in the glory. God manifested in the flesh. Great is the mystery who was manifested or revealed in the flesh. So, that's who we're dealing with. Also, this, this story is about a real Messiah in verse 11 as well. Christ. Uh, the English translation of the Greek Christos which means anointed one John 141 he found first his own brother Simon and said to him we have found the Messiah which translated means Christ the long predicted one the long awaited for one Jesus himself He is the only Savior. He's the only Messiah. And He's the only Lord. We found that in verse 11. It's about a real Lord, our Creator. Our Creator. And, And let this sink in. Our Creator came down for us. Can you come down for somebody? Oh, no, not, not the guy in the gutter over there that stinks, that's thrown up on himself, that has all those, no, nope, no, nope, he's just too low for me. How low were we for God when he came? While we were his enemies, the scripture says, he died for us, he loved us. When we spit in his face, Jesus hung there on the cross with them spitting and, and mocking him. He is the real Lord, the ruler of the universe, the sovereign one, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Where do we find that? Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government of peace. And that's what we're going to talk about in a minute. On the throne of David and over his kingdom. Establish it. Uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and evermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. He is the Lord of lords and king of kings. Revelation 19.16. And on his robe and on his thigh. He has a name written. King of kings and lord of lords. That's who came to this earth. Let it sink in. So, yeah, He's our Savior we've seen to take away our sins. He is the Christ, the anointed One to fulfill all our hopes. He is the Lord who will defeat our enemies and give us peace. He is One who we can really trust in. Who we can really call upon because... He is real. He is real. Notice here also that one angel announced the news uh, to the shepherds. But notice also an army of angels responds to the news. Did you see that? In in 2, 13, and 14 it says, And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on peace, and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. One uh, uh, angel announced it, but boy, an army of angels. I think it was probably 10,000. I don't know why, but it was a whole bunch. Glory to God in the highest, they exclaim. I want to look at. Uh, two great outcomes or purposes that this has for us that we find in in verse 14 and that is God's glory and our peace. God's glory and our peace. You can't have one without the other. See, the angels didn't separate them. He said glory to God in the highest and peace put them together. You can't have peace without glorifying God. And you can't glorify God without peace. Because you won't understand what that even means if you don't have the peace of God that passes all understanding. If you don't have the Prince of Peace in your life. Because it's all about Him. The great purposes for the coming of Jesus. Glory to God. One man put this, glory to God ever ascending from man to God and peace ever descending from God to man. I like that. First and foremost, God is glorified because this child is born. Do you realize that? God is glorified because this child is born? Why is it so hard for us to glorify God? When he has done so much for us, selfish. selfish. He sent his Son, the second person of the Trinity. God sent himself. Should that not cause us to give glory to him, Amen. to sing praises to him, that it's all about him? In second, peace is spread everywhere this child is received. The child must be received, though, for there to be peace. There cannot be peace where the Messiah is not received. And notice, to experience this peace, he brings, in verse 14, for his own chosen people, And he says, Peace among men with whom he is pleased. Who is God pleased with? His children. Remember, if you're in Christ, God is what? Well pleased with you. If you're outside of Christ, he is not well pleased with you. So the peace was for those whom this message was for those that had ears to hear. Very plain. Peace among those whom God is is well pleased. There is no peace apart from the Prince of Peace. And so my desire for you this Christmas, and and the desire for me this Christmas, is that we'll understand this peace, and that we'll experience this peace. You know, we can talk about peace, which is, you know, to a lot of people, just the absence of war. That's not peace that, that God is talking about at all. First of all, there's peace with God. Peace with God. God's purpose is to give you peace by being the most glorious person in your life. Now listen to what I said. He desires to give you peace where, to the one by being the most glorious person in your life see you have peace and glory together here is God the most glorious thing in your life if he is you have peace if you have peace it's because God is the most glorious thing in your life that's what the angels I believe were saying here glory to God in the highest and peace they go together if, you're not, if, if you don't have peace in your life, you better see if you have God in your life. I'm serious. We're not, talking about, we're not talking about some insignificant take it or leave it kind of deal here. We're to examine ourselves to see whether we'd be in the faith. And do we have that peace that passes all understanding? Is God the most glorious person in your life? Do you worship Him above all else? Five times in the New Testament God is called the God of peace. Philippians 4, 9 says The things you have learned and received and heard and seen and practiced these things and what? The God of peace will be with you. And there are other places as well. Paul said Jesus Himself is our peace. Ephesians 2, 14 For He Himself is our peace? Without Jesus, there is no peace. Is what he's saying. You have Jesus, you have peace. For God, for He Himself, God, Jesus, who made both groups into one, and so forth. You see how important this is. If you want peace in your life, you must have Christ in your life. And you say, well, I want peace, but I, I really this glorifying God, it's, uh, I don't know about that. Well, you can't have it then. If you're not glorifying God, you probably don't have peace. Because the two go together. And I want to keep emphasizing that as we go along. The key to peace is keeping the glory of God and peace together. How do we get this peace with God? How do we get this peace with God? I think it's believing the promises of God uh, bought by the blood of Jesus. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and what? And what? Believing. 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 It's by faith. It's by believing uh, that we have this peace, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. But it comes through believing. Believing the gospel, believing in Jesus, trusting Him, calling upon Him. It comes through believing. But you say, wait a minute though, I've, I've got to do something. I've, it, it can't be just believing, it can't be just trusting. Yes it is, that's all it is. But I've got to do something. Yeah, you sure do. What? Believe. <laughs> You've got to do something. You've got to have faith in Christ. You've got to trust Him. It's through believing. Therefore having been justified by what? Faith, believing, by faith. We're declared righteous by faith. We have what? With God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Unless you've done that, you have not peace with God. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in Christ as Savior, Lord, as the most glorious one in your life. Is He the most glorious one in your life? He's our friend. He is our friend. What do we do when we doubt Him? When we worry? When we when we fret? Uh, uh, when we're under attack by Satan? When we have doubts? Uh, when our minds are under assault? We're not believing God. We're just not believing God. We have to believe God. Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things are working together for the good of those that love God, who are the called according to His purpose. We've got to believe that everything He's in control of. He was in control of Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem. He arranged it so that would happen. And He arranges everything in our life as well for our good. You got to believe that. See, it's it's a matter of believing. But we doubt God, and it's it's sad because uh, we have to trust God. Then there's secondly, there's peace peace with ourselves. Peace with ourselves. Uh, you know, it's sad because uh, we all beat ourselves up. We just beat ourselves up, don't we? We don't have peace with ourselves. We feel like we're failures because of what we haven't done or haven't accomplished. Or, uh, gee, if I was really a good preacher, this church would be full and we'd be building a bigger building or, or whatever. And so we're just attacked. We need peace with ourselves, knowing that God's in control of all of this and trust Him, whatever the situation might be. Do we have peace with ourselves? Are we believing the promises of God? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious, what? For nothing. Oh, but there's got to be except for my situation that's extremely difficult that nobody else has gone through. No, for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Why can we be thankful? Because we know God's in control. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God will surpass all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Are you experiencing that? Is that true in your life? See, this is real. We're talking about something real there. We're not talking about hypothetical, uh, I wish it was that way. But no, are we experiencing this? Are we really, 1 Peter 5, casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you? I used to throw a cast net. I loved throwing cast net. And uh, you would just cast it out there. And sometimes you caught fish. If I, uh, if I threw it right and it opened up. But that net had a rope tied to it. And so you'd pull it back in. You know what we do? We cast our problems on God. And what do we do? Pull, pull them back in. That's not casting all your cares upon Casting all your cares upon Him, you leave it with Him. Not only that, but you experience peace. You can say, you know what, God loves me. He's my best friend. He cares about me even more than I care about myself. And I'm going to leave it with him. And then you experience that. You don't just talk about it, but you actually experience that. And you go, whoa, where did that come from? That must be from God, because it certainly isn't from me. God is faithful. He sent His Son to die for us. Let us never forget that. And then thirdly, there's peace with others. (laughs) This is where the rubber meets the road in it. Peace with others. (sighs) Because peace with ourselves, we can kind of ignore that sometime and fake it till we make it kind of thing and ignore it. But boy, with relatives, you know, Christmas time can be for some people a very difficult time because you have to be with people that, ooh, just grate you, and just ooh, I don't even like to be around them kind of people? Is that Christian love? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're to love those who don't love us. And believe me, relationships are hard. Do you find relationships hard? Having a real friend that you can trust in and talk to and and trust and and not to uh, walk away uh, and ignore, stay away from family members that may irritate you or friends that irritate you or peace with other people. Paul said it this way, if possible, so far as it depends on you, <laughs> See? be at peace with all men. This is what we need to this is what we need to do. Ephesians 4:31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. See there is there it is right there. As God in Christ also has forgiven you. Do you realize how much God has forgiven you? How many millions of sin have you committed in your lifetime? Sometimes I think I do that a day in thought, word, and deed. He's forgiven us, every one of them, by faith, by trusting Jesus. Because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He took upon Himself all of our sin And He gave us all of His righteousness. And now what? You're perfect in Christ if you have Him by faith. If you're trusting Him. If you're looking to Him. Yeah, I have Jesus, but I'm not going to fool with those people. Uh Uh-uh. No. Is that having Jesus? Not in my definition. Because the Holy Spirit is going to work peace in your life. To where you're going to love those who are unlovely. And not talk about them. Not gossip behind their back. But you're going to help them. You may bake a cake for them. Or whatever. And do something for them. Why? It tells us right here. Just as God in Christ forgave you. We need to think about that. Have we been forgiven? And then lastly. Right before... Uh, we end one last thought. I want you to cultivate a sense of amazement that God would forgive you in spite of all your sins. I want you to uh, cultivate a sense of amazement that God would forgive you in spite of all your sins. Are we amazed really amazed that Jesus came to this earth the Son, of the Creator the Creator came Himself he was born was in a manger He felt cold He felt all the elements that, that, all, that we suffer from he, he, he would stump His toe He was the Creator and yet they sp- spat upon Him they uh, bruised him and they put him to death for us. And we have trouble loving our spouses. Whoa. Shame on us. We have trouble loving friends. Relatives that we don't like. Shame on us. Shame. Why? You're not amazed at the gospel. That's really what it is. You're not amazed at the gospel. Because once you become amazed with the gospel, and you get so excited about what God has done for us, and you go, I actually like that guy now. What happened? You believe the gospel. See, it's in believing that you're changed. We think it's by doing that we're changed. We're going out and doing a whole bunch of good stuff. doesn't change anything. Not by works, lest any man should boast. Isn't it amazing? That's the amazing thing about the Gospel. Is it comes by faith in Christ. In Christ alone. Through His shed blood alone. He died for our sins. And now we trust Him. And now we're declared righteous. Why? Because of His perfectly keeping the law for us. And now we have His righteousness. And now when God looks at us. And as God said of His Son. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That's us, because we're in Christ. And he looks down and he says, Sid, I am well pleased with you. And I go, that's amazing. That's amazing. I want you to be amazed at the birth of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, this morning, uh, what a simple message, and yet, Lord, it's so powerful. Is so powerful. It changes our life. Help us to be amazed. Help us to be just ah, in awe of what you did for us. So that we might put away all bitterness and anger and clamor. And that we would be new creatures in you. Lord, give us grace. Lord, I, I would pray even now if there's someone here in, in, in this congregation that's listening to this that If there's something in their life they need to confess and cast it upon you, that roll it off on you, leave it with you, that they would do so right now. Lord, give us grace to do that. Convict our hearts, O Lord. Just come right now, Holy Spirit. Convict us where we need to be convicted. Uh, Fill us with the love of Jesus and His precious name. Amen.